I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry hustles up the floor. Throw ahead, Damian Lee. Back to Curry. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Curry knocked it down. Warriors go up by two, and the Clippers call time. Well, that was fun. I'm Matt Kolsky. It's Warrior Wrap-Up, Warrior Post-Game, whatever we're calling it these days. We're going to talk some Warrior basketball, and I want to do it with you. 888-957-9570 is the phone number after a big 115-113 home opener win over the Los Angeles Clippers. And look, I I was on this very airwave last night saying I think the Warriors should blow these guys out. I think they should take care of them. Should be a nice double-digit win. And I think, uh, you know, you, you could see tonight in a lot of ways why I said that. At the same time, Paul George was pretty spectacular, especially uh, just like the shooting. Andrew Wiggins was all over him defensively, and Paul George was just hitting everything. At the same time, the Warriors had every opportunity to, to win this handily. The starting backcourt had 13 of the 21 team turnovers, and, and they made a mess of things in a lot of ways. Here's the good news. They shot just under 50% from three, just over 50% from the field. Just a spectacular offensive performance. Very little in the way of resistance defensively either way in in this game for a lot of it. Neither team is going to be happy with their defensive performance. But the Clippers missed some shots late, and then, then you know, Steph Curry. I mean, shout out to Damian Lee. Guys on the post game made a good point about this. He hit two huge shots. Not a huge night for him, but those two threes were big. And then Steph Curry. Steph Curry doing Steph Curry stuff. I don't know what else you can say about it. 45 points, 16 of 25 from the field, 8 of 13 from three point range. Long distance, quick shots. He gave it all to you tonight, and uh, the Clippers did not have enough to get past it, despite all the turnovers, despite some pretty lazy D. I have a feeling when we get to Steve Kerr sound, and that'll be coming shortly, I have a feeling we're going to hear about a lack of defensive intensity. 
because that was definitely an issue tonight. And look at Jordan Poole between throwing the ball away and, and lacking defensive intensity, as mentioned. We didn't get much Jordan Poole down the stretch. And I think that's going to be something that happens here and there, and it's nothing to worry too much about. But but look, defense and ball security are, are the two main things Jordan Poole has to work, work on, and we know that. We came into the season knowing that, so I'm not too worried about it. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. Here's what I'd like to know from you. You can also text us at that number, by the way, 888-957-9570. What I'd most like to know from Warrior fans is after that game, I mean, look, we all love when Steph goes off. That's fun for everybody, fun for the whole family. But are you more looking at this game with the Clippers for the opportunities lost? You know, do the turnovers and the poor defense a lot of the time concern you? Or are you looking at it like, hey, 2-0 against two potential Western Conference playoff teams? Feeling good. Because I I lean towards the latter. Feeling pretty good. 650 Texter says they bet the dubs on a live bet when they were down. And and made some cash. Shout out the six five zero. Drinks on a uh, somebody in the six five zero. A different six five zero texter saying, "Holy bleep! What a game! A roller coaster! I mean, what fun! What fun that was!" Yet another six five zero texter, bro. I was at the game, and once they got to forty four in the first, they stopped moving on offense in general. One guy held the ball, four guys standing. Yep. They, they got up big, and the ball movement went away. That's a fact. I think, you know, for the most part, when the team moves the ball, the team scores. That, you know, we've seen a game, we've seen two games total and, and maybe a game and a half of good ball movement, and the scoring's been off the hook. When it bogs down a little bit, when you get more one-on-one, and look, I'm not going to pick on Andrew Wiggins, but he's definitely a primary culprit in the too much one-on-one basketball stuff that can sometimes happen with this team. But even Wiggins tonight, like, yeah, 6 of 15, but hit half his three-point attempts and he really he was in he was in Paul George's ass. It didn't matter much, but he was on it. He was really on point defensively. He did make a few nice defensive plays. I feel pretty good about what I saw from Wiggins defensively tonight. The the offense, I, I don't know. Maybe you just maybe that's you just accept it. Maybe you just accept that. Sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time when Andrew Wiggins gets the ball, he goes into one on one basketball mode. I mean, there was one particularly bothersome long two today where he caught it standing just inside the three-point line, you know, elbow extended. Took one little jab step and just pulled up with defense right in his face for the longest two in basketball. And, and I, you know, I wish that wasn't part of the experience, but maybe it just is, and we got to deal with it. The bonus is you get the Steph Curry experience as well. You know, interesting stuff from Draymond Green tonight, not his best game. We did hear, I, I don't know if if you were watching the game on TNT, you heard him say, you know, basically Steve Kerr got into him at halftime and said, you got to pick it up. And, and he was right. 
you know, a lot of articles coming into the season about Draymond being reengaged and motivated and all that. And, and I think that's true, but that has to translate to less emotional lapses on the court because his, his emotional intensity is important to this team. He's got to be locked in. And I think we saw that more in the second half. We saw him finishing a little bit. Now he's missing all his free throws, which is a problem, but what are you going to do? 707 says they're not even playing good, and they're 2-0. and Wait till they get more cohesive as a team and really start cooking. And, yeah, that's my general feeling. 888-957-9570 if you'd like to call or text us. But, you know, do you worry about some of the flaws you're seeing, or do you look at it like that texter does and like I do, where, sure, it's not perfect, but you're 2-0 against, you know, two pretty good teams in all likelihood. And you haven't even played your best basketball yet. I, I think that I think you look at that as a good thing. Let's go to Dave in the East Bay. If you want to get in line behind Dave, 888-957-9570 is our phone number. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh, just uh, driving back from the game right now. Had a great time uh, seeing it. Nice. I don't know. I'm looking at these guys, and I'm feeling the same way. Like they play, they're they're not even playing their best basketball, but they're beating their competition. Um, they were at 100 percent in two point field goals, with over 60 points on the board. Um, yeah. They're like the, the Harlem Globetrotters, just sort of sitting here <laughs> waiting to to play someone beyond the generals. They did. They turned around. They they came back. You know, they were able to uh, fight it out. And then Steph said, "All right, I got to take care of this," and swatted them down. Yeah. I mean, look, that's that's the thing that it, I imagine a lot of people will leave the stadium with tonight is just, my God, Steph Curry. My God. It, it's it's just it defies any explanation that hasn't already been offered. He's the most incredible shooter we've ever seen. And he does stuff that you know we've never seen before and we may never see again even with all these other dudes now shooting it from 35 feet almost every time you go to see Steph Curry he shows you something incredible it's just if, if I can stress anything to, to people who are lucky enough to go see Steph live or even just to be a Warriors fan watching this team for you know 82 games a year just appreciate the greatness because it's not normal and it doesn't come around a lot. 925 Texter says some bad turnovers, but interesting team. Steph covers up for a lot of stink. He sure does. He sure, sure does. That there's never been anybody like Steph Curry. There's never going to be anybody like Steph Curry again. And just don't take that for granted. I mean, I grew up watching Michael Jordan as my home team. And this is, you know, obviously very different players, but it's the same in so many ways in that, you know, it's a global phenomenon. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And almost every time you go to see him, he does something that is mind-blowingly spectacular. 707 Texter says, D. Lee's a nice safety net for the game's pool doesn't have it. And stacking wins early is important. Last year they had to play catch-up all year. Yeah, both true things. And so far, 
Look, Damian Lee, this isn't, I shouldn't even say so far, because his whole career has just been filling gaps. You know, is he as electric and potentially explosive as Jordan Poole? Probably not. But not going to do dumb stuff. 29 minutes, zero turnovers. Not going to commit stupid fouls. 29 minutes, just two fouls. Not going to take a bunch of highly questionable shots. And on top of all of that, based on what we've seen from him over the last couple years, I think you really trust Damian Lee with his with the ball in his hands and the game on the line. And he did it again tonight. I mean, not that it was, you know, the, the game winner. But just that's a guy that you can trust late in games, not just from the perspective of not throwing the ball away and, and not doing dumb stuff, but he's a guy that has consistently hit big shots when asked, even though he hasn't been asked that often. He has consistently hit those big shots. And I like, you know, I don't want to sound patronizing, but I'm happy for the guy. Like, Damian Lee was not definitely an NBA player. He, he played it at Drexel for three years, played his last year at Louisville. I don't believe he was drafted. We spent at least a year saying this dude's only on the Santa Cruz Warriors because he's married to Steph Curry's sister. Signed a 10-day contract with the Hawks at one point and then and spent half a season with them. Then got that two-way 18-19 season with the Warriors and pretty much every time he's found his way to the big squad and the floor during that time, he's been just consistently effective. It's really it, it's a really impressive career that he's carved out for himself. You know, I, uh, that Atlanta stretch, he ended up playing 15 games. First year with the Warriors, 32 games, 12 minutes per. But shot the ball well, 40% from three. And in the three years since, you know, and, and weird years, right? Like 1920 was the pandemic-shortened season where there was nobody good on the team. His shooting percentages are down a little bit. Last year, he's playing alongside Steph, really full-time for the first time. Just under 20 minutes a game, 40 from the field, 47, or, or I'm sorry, 40% from three, 47 from the field. That's just really good. And so far this year, the you know, more opportunity, higher numbers, but similar rate. Damian Lee's a valuable member of a basketball team. I, I think he's going to end up being in the rotation most, if not all, of the year. And he is, as the texter said, a really good sort of insurance policy for nights when Jordan Poole might be a, a little crazy out there. Because he wasn't bad. He was just a little nuts. A little nuts. Let's go to Mike in San Francisco. What's up, Mike? What's up, Kolsky? Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, what a game uh, tonight was. Uh, Clippers are going to be formidable. A lot of people think without Kawhi, that was good. But it, as funny as it sounds, 
I think Paul George plays better without Kawhi on the floor, which you wouldn't think would be the case. But as we saw after he went down last year, I just think that they operate a lot better because Kawhi, as great as he is, he's more of an ISO player that needs the ball in his hands. And you see Paul George is a lot more versatile. And guys like Reggie Jackson and Bledsoe and and Zubak play a lot better. And we saw him make a deep run, really. If it wasn't for that stupid play by Paul George, they'd probably beat Phoenix and get to the finals last year. But as far as the Warriors go, a hell of a game tonight. What can you say about Curry? I mean, he's, to me, the most incredible player we've seen in in years. And he's the face of of the league. And uh, he probably should have won the MVP last year if it wasn't for the bias of the record. But he's just picking up right where he left off. He's just uh, the best we've ever seen as far as the team itself. I just like the way this makeup of this team if one guy's, uh, you know, not producing, we, we just got the depth, and I think the strength of numbers is going to play big in, like, tonight with Wiggins and Pulisov, you get a guy like D. Lee, I, which I prefer over Oubre. I think he gives you the same more efficient production and not uh, the, the black hole that Oubre is, and he makes a lot less money. So I, I like letting Oubre go, and I think Damian Lee is a better fit for this team. And so uh, I just like the makeup and depth of this team, and they got these two tough games out of the way, and the Warriors, I think, right now got a shot to make a run here. They got a bunch of teams on paper they should beat, and you should win these type of games because the schedule is already going to get more difficult down the road. So, hell of a game tonight, win. I just want to hear your thoughts here going forward. You got you knocked off the two big boys, and uh, going forward, looking at the schedule, you got a bunch of winnable games, and you got to take advantage of the stretch, and I'll take your thoughts on that. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And we knew coming into the year – the Warriors' early season schedule is, if not soft, at least really workable. And to, to, to Mike's point, here's what's coming up. You're at Sacramento and Oklahoma City for a, a brief road trip. And then, as I believe we, we just heard Tim and Tom say, you have an eight-game homestand that may, in fact, be the longest homestand in Warriors history. And there's really nobody great in that entire homestand coming to town. The next game against a really good team is in Brooklyn on Tuesday, November 16th. Here's what you got until then. Sacramento, Oklahoma City, maybe the worst team in the league. Memphis, good, not great. Oklahoma City again. Charlotte, decent, not great. New Orleans, no Zion. Houston, bad atlanta actually pretty good but uh, hardly brooklyn minnesota chicago and then your road trip starts with charlotte and brooklyn so this is a 10 game stretch starting on sunday in sacramento of entirely winnable games you know it's probably unrealistic to expect nine and one in that 10 game stretch at the same time you know looking at what they've done in the first two games that should be the expectation do I think the Warriors will will be 11 and 1 in a couple of weeks? I do not. But I don't think 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 is is unrealistic at all. And maybe more important to the caller's point, it's not necessary, but it sure would be helpful cuz you're trying to get yourself in position where when it gets a little tougher, cuz it will, there there are tougher stretches before you know, we're even in range of Clay Thompson coming back. There's some tough stretches end of November, end of December. So it's important to make hay while the sun is shining, so to speak. 
I think I used that phrase correctly. We're going to investigate the appropriate usage of making hay while the sun is shining. Now that I say it a second time, I'm not sure it's even a phrase at all. I may have made it up. When we come back, we'll talk more to you. Mike, Filmo Mike, that is. I see you on hold, and you will be first up after the break. The rest of you stay there. And anyone else who wants to jump in, 888-957-9570 is our phone number. Got some sound from Steph Curry and Steve Kerr on the win as well. And we will get into all of that when we come back. It is Warrior Post Game on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bledsoe the drive on Iguodala goes up, and Iguodala says, get that out of here. Knocked it away, pull on the break, lob to Porter Jr. for the two, and slam. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. That play was sick. Like, I didn't know Otto Porter had that in the game. He got up with the big hang and then dangle from the rim on the alley-oop. That was, that was nasty. Of all the things that happened tonight, that, that was one I did not expect to see. Like Draymond said on TV, you just you get used to seeing this stuff from Steph, as crazy as that is. That's why I say don't. Don't take it for granted. 415-Texter says the part of Steph's games a lot of fans don't know about is that he's the greatest free-throw shooter in NBA history. I think they know. But at the end of games, that's huge, yeah. That's huge. It's huge. 707, what's nice about this year's depth is that last year they relied on JTA and D. Lee, and this year you can plug them in as needed. And that's exactly right, too. It's so important. I mean, it's just 
it's one of those things that you don't realize until you're looking at it, right? And it, and Kent Bazemore, D. Lee, JTA, they all had really good seasons last year. But if those are your six, seven, eight guys, or even your seven, eight, nine, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. And I think you can see you slide JTA and D. Lee down the rotation a little bit. All of a sudden, they're they're plus players for their role instead of being, you know, average to minus. And it's nothing against them. It's just, you know, that that's what their role is appropriately cast as on a good team. I want to keep my promises, so let's go to Filmo Mike. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy if you want to join us. What's up, Mike? Hey Koski, you know what I can appreciate about you? You you one of the only hosts from Chicago that say Phil Mo Mike and not Phil Moore Mike. And I really, really appreciate that. But anyway, oh, uh, the Warriors, a caller said earlier, they haven't been playing well, but they, they're winning games. Last year, it would have been a loss. We had a 20-point lead, we would have lost. Um, second thing is, uh, my dad, I sound like Shasky, but my dad right now, <laughs> um, he loves – he he noticed something. He was like, man, you know what? The commentators, like, as far as TNT, Ernie mm-hmm. Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Shaq, he was like, man, they really respect Curry. And I was like, bro, like, you have to respect Curry because if Curry's good, their job is going to be a lot much easier. And then I'm going, to, we're going to be watching TNT inside the NBA <laughs> Damn all because right. of Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy how like. Steph is – I'm so happy he made, like, defining shots tonight because sometimes the narrative is that he don't make shots in the final minute, but it's like he scored 48 points and he only might have scored <laughs> two points in the last two and a half minutes, but yeah. that seems to not mean nothing. So I'm so happy he made them clutch shots. We are a much deeper team. Keep doing your thing, Koski, bro. Redheads matter. <laughs> I appreciate you, Mike, although I, I am not a redhead. I know people people misperceive me as a redhead. I don't I don't know why. A little red in the beard, maybe. A little red in the beard. Generally not a redhead. But I do love Mike. Let's go to AJ in Milpitas. Wants to talk a little Steve Kerr. What's up, AJ? Hey man, how you doing? Good. Good. Hey, Steve Kerr. How do you take out first quarter twenty five points and you take your superstar out? How do you that's, do that? The, that's what the, that's Steph's substitution pattern. They do it every single game. That's what Steph wants to do. I, I, I understand that. You already have three freaking championship, and you take your superstar out. You're supposed to score 60, 75 points, and you take. Wait, wait, hold on. They did. You're upset. You're upset because Steph didn't have 60. That's what's happening right now. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh, are you upset because Steph didn't have enough points tonight? Is that your concern? That's my concern. Because they were up this 17, is... AJ. They were up 17 points, and he took Steph out at the start of the second quarter. Like, that's that's normal, totally normal, every night rotation stuff that they do. And honestly, like, when they brought Steph back in, they were still comfortably ahead. It's not like Steph Curry played so great in the second quarter 
If only they hadn't taken him out, none of the bad stuff ever would have happened. Like That's not an accurate picture of what happened. Matter of fact, Steph Curry came back in the game with, uh, what do we got here? Seven, seven something to go. 7.43 to go in the first half. And he committed two turnovers within like a minute and a half. Steph was part, like, if we're looking at why did this lead get blown, Steph was definitely part of that. Definitely part of that. 707 Texter says, someone confused me with dibs? Did AJ confuse me with dibs? Who confused me with dibs? Yikes. I didn't hear that. Thank you. I'm going to try to get this right. 888-957-9570 if you want to join us, just like... Etchu, Etchu is the pronunciation guide I've been given. Etchu in Oakland. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? First of all, if you don't know that about Steph's rotation, you're watching highlights, you're not watching the actual game. Amen. Um, but my question is, with the new, like, with the easy schedule kind of moving forward and strength and numbers being so in full effect this season, do you think Coach Kerr is going to be running our second team a little bit more with the easy schedule or, and do you think he should be running the second team a little bit more or should we keep the hot streak going with our first team and step at the helm? By the way, yeah, see, thank you. Here's the thing about that. I, I, Steve Kerr throughout his career has never really been a guy to, to say like, all right, this is a t- 10 game stretch of relatively easy games. We're going to mix up the rotations a little bit earlier and, and ease off. Really, the only time you see Steve change the rotation dramatically, historically, is when they're all, when they're winning by a lot. So, you know, I guess the answer to your question is hopefully, because hopefully they'll be up 20 in the fourth in a lot of these games, and you won't need Steph or Draymond playing down the stretch. But I, I don't I don't see an overall strategic back off of the big guys that. The one where it really concerns me, and someone said a text to this effect a little while ago, uh, Andre Iguodala is playing too much. I, I love Andre Iguodala. Here it is from a 203 texter. Concerned about Iguodala's minutes. If we need that many from him, we're simply going to end up not getting them eventually. And I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that because I I think if you overdo it, you're exposing a, a much greater risk of injury with a guy who's 37, 38 years old. And honestly, like, what was he, 23 last night, 24 tonight? If If he continues to play this many minutes, it's going to be the most he's played in a while. He's just he, – he has <laughs> – He's old for the NBA. Believe me, no one hates saying it more than me, a guy who is several years older than Andre Iguodala, but it's hard for the legs to take this pounding. He's at 23 and a half minutes right now between, you know, uh, 47 in two games. The last time he played that much was 2017-18, his second to last season with the Warriors. So, I I just don't know that his body can hold up to that all year long, you know, and maybe the hope is use Andre a little more early, 
because he knows the system the best, because he's the most comfortable, because you're a little bit shorthanded. And then maybe in the middle of the season, we start to see more Otto Porter in those spots, more Moses Moody in those spots, more Juan. Because, you know, someone on the text line saying to calm down. I'm not uh, I'm not freaking out about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not it's not a panic mode thing. I just think in the long run, you're not going to be able to count on Iguodala for 25 minutes a game. Although, the, you know, when he nearly got hurt tonight, I don't think that had anything to do with wear and tear or age. It was just a weird slip. Looked like a wet spot on the floor. I thought he might have pulled a groin initially. But seemed to be fine, so that's good news as well. Feeling good. 888-957-9570 if you want to jump in with your thoughts on a big win over the Clippers. We got lots of postgame sound to get through. We will go to that in just a minute, but let's go now to Ryan in San Francisco. What's up, Ryan? Hey, uh, just wanted to see what's your take on Clay's comments about being snubbed in the top 75 all time. In my totally biased opinion, if Reggie Miller can rightfully make the cut for his greatness in shooting, then a three-time champion, two-way player who has the most points in a quarter, most threes in a regular and playoff game, and just game six Clay, he should have made it. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's not, it's not clear. I, I, if, if I was making the list, I would have found a way to get Clay Thompson on there. I, I would have, I mean, I'm a clay theist for God's sakes, but I have to admit that in order to get clay on there, what I'm inevitably going to do is kick off someone who just, I don't, I never saw. Because pretty much all the current players who made this list deserve to be there as much as, if not more than, Clay Thompson. And obviously that is no shade to Clay. But it's a pretty short list of current players on here. Russell Westbrook, LeBron, obviously, Steph, obviously, Damian Lillard is on there, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and that's, I th- oh, Anthony Davis as well. That's pretty much the list of current players. Carmelo is still a current player, sometimes forget. And look, I, you could make an argument for Clay over Westbrook, but I, I think it's probably a losing argument. I don't know. I, I could see taking Westbrook off, but uh, what I'm really saying is it's easy for me, a 40-year-old person, to take Hal Greer off the list. I don't care or really know anything about Hal Greer. I'm a man. I'm, I'm 40. Thank you. I don't know if I like I don't want to pick on Hal Greer. It could be Dave DeBusher. I don't know much, nor do I particularly care about Dave DeBusher. And I, I can't really tell you, nor can anyone, that he's better than Clay Thompson. So, first of all, I think you clearly you want Clay Thompson to be the sort of guy who says, I deserve to be on there. It's no surprise to me that he said that. I I I don't disagree with him. 
But I think also we need to keep in mind that, that these lists are, first of all, stupid, and second of all, very, very difficult to make. Very difficult to make. 707 Texter says, Clay missing the last two full seasons. Cost him a spot on this list. Yeah. That could be it, too. Grant Hill, T-Mac, Vince Carter, Dwight Howard. There's lots of guys you could say are snubbed, but my feeling is most of us, when we say that, are, are in our heads eliminating a player from olden times that we don't care about. And while that's how I would do it, and I do support that behavior, I think we also have to admit that, like, we don't really know. We don't know. I, I don't know if Hal Greer was better than Clay. I doubt it, but I don't know. By the way, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, an Odyssey station, and also the home of the Golden State Warriors, and we're rolling along with post-game at least another 15, 20 minutes or so left to go. If you want to jump in, 888-957-9570. Got sound from Steph Curry. Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, all coming up. But right now we go to Marion in Redwood Shore. What's up, Marion? Oh, wow, Matt. It's been years since I've talked to you on the phone on a show. Years. I'm so excited. It's so great to hear. I know. I'm so excited, too. You know, I was at the game tonight. Oh, my God. That place was amazing. It was the most amazing thing in a long time. I was also at Oakland Arena last night to see Jake Hall. And, um, and uh, our guys were up in one of the upper, um, I think it was Steph and Draymond. And yeah, there was a picture. It was a bunch of dudes. Wiseman was there. Moody was there. It was a lot of guys. Yeah, it was really cool. But the reason I'm calling you is tonight I noticed you know, watching Draymond play, this is not this. You know, Draymond always has a slow start of the season. Is it my imagination? I just wanted to hear what you thought about about. You know, he's really going slow. I mean, today I thought he played pretty awful, actually. You know what's interesting, no? and 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 you missed this because you were in the arena on TV. At the end of the game, Allie LaForce was interviewing Draymond. And by the way, if anyone's curious, Allie LaForce had the pleasure of uh, sitting next to her doing a, a stats gig uh, at a preseason game a few years ago. A delightful, friendly woman. Uh, really, really thumbs up on Allie LaForce is all I can say about her. Had a really nice chat. Uh, <laughs> but she was interviewing Draymond Green. And Draymond said that Steve got after him a little bit and said at halftime, like, you're not bringing the right energy. You're not locked in, and, and we need you locked in. And I do think he was better in the second half. You know, you saw him take it to the rack, finish at the rim a couple of times. So I think you're right, Marion. Um, I thought game one he looked really active. So I'm going to give it a week or two before I start to worry about it. But I do think certainly in the first half we saw kind of a lackadaisical – uh, droopy Draymond Green. Well, you know, I, I think... from my experience <laughs> as a Warriors fan for a lot of years, I know Draymond is always a slow starter at the beginning of the season. But yeah. just today, I'm just like, I mean, my hands were up in the air like, what are you doing? You know, but it's great talking to you, Matt. I know you got a lot to do. I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. All right. 
Thank you, Marion. Always a pleasure. That's Marion. We go way back, Marion and I. But yeah, I I I think she's right about Draymond just it's not even it's not the stats which were meh. It's just there's an energy level that when he's really locked in, you see it. You, he's he's tipping balls, he's affecting plays all over the court, especially on defense, but also on offense. And he had his six or seven assists or whatever it was tonight, and I, I think maybe even got to 10 points. Like, it wasn't a terrible output. But there were moments where it just was. And when Draymond is like that, it's easier for the entire defense to get kind of lazy and, and lackadaisical. You lollygag around the infield, that sort of thing. Speaking of the team, let's hear from the team you may have heard this shortly after the game if you were listening to us but in case you missed it Steph Curry was the post-game interview with Tim Roy and you know look multiple guys mentioned tonight that being around a full crowd really for the first time in a couple years was really exciting feel great feel great I got to bring the energy from uh, this building tonight and obviously, you know, this type of game, very similar to uh, the opposite of what we did against them last year where we went down big, came back. But it's a game of runs. Everybody stayed with it. Defensively down the stretch, made plays. Um, but we really fed off the, you know, the sellout crowd here. Can't tell you how much we missed it. I know you guys know, but it really helped us down the stretch for sure. Also, just, and I think this is important, these first two games, I think, were always going to go a long way towards determining how the season started, right? Because, again, this next 10, it's it's relatively soft schedule-wise. So these first two games, like, you could have lost them and go in and go, you know, 7-3 and three over the next 10 and still not feel super great about the situation. Winning these games, I think, announced the Warriors – as a, a very legit team this year, and I think Steph Curry felt that too. I feel like we, we obviously have a lot of room to grow, but the fact that we can put together wins like this back-to-back to start the season, it means a lot about what we're building on our foundation. So that's the most optimism or optimistic I can be in terms of you know, where, we're, where, we're, where we're headed, uh, everybody buying into how we're playing, everybody contributing. And, you know, the lessons that we, we, we know we have to learn because we're a new group together, you got to learn those lessons. But thankfully, they're in wins right now. Yeah, what's funny and, and kind of interesting about this is that, the guy, you know, you would expect new group, got to figure some stuff out. You would expect that the guys making the critical mistakes might be the new guys. You know, Bielitsa wasn't as good tonight. Just uh, not a great defender. I think we knew we knew that. Otto Porter Jr. hasn't played as much as I would have thought, but is, he's been pretty good. Neither of those guys have made any critical mistakes. Low turnovers, low fouls. I mean, again, generally good. It's the guys you already know. <laughs> and in, in many cases, the superstars of this team that are making the plays that are making things more difficult. I mean, Steph Steph has for sure double digits. I, I want to say maybe like 12 or 13 turnovers in the first two games. And he's not going to average six a night, I promise. Steph Curry will not average six turnovers a night over the course of the season. 
Draymond got the turnovers down tonight, but as as Marion was saying, and, and as he said on TNT in the postgame, he wasn't bringing it enough when the game started. Really, the entire first half. He wasn't locked in the way he needs to be on a regular basis for this team. And again, like he admitted that, I'm not, there's no... There's no shade being thrown. I'm not speaking out of at a school here. Th- those were big issues tonight. And then Jordan Poole with an off night shooting and also an off night throwing the ball all over the damn place. That said, he was still plus ten, which is pretty insane. And he did, you know, part of the reason he's turning it over is because when he's in there without staff, he's making a concerted effort to to try to pass. And he's still flashy. <laughs> He's just a flashy player. That's who he is. But I think you can, obviously, like tonight, you could beat the Clippers. I think in general, you can live with these growing pains that are going to happen with Jordan Poole. And he did have four assists as well. It doesn't make up for the seven turnovers, but it's a little bit of light into, you know, who is Jordan Poole for this team this year in general, but particular this year in the first half before Clay comes back. And part of that is finding a more consistent defensive effort. Part of that is not turning the ball over. There were some moments tonight where Jordan Poole was just kind of wild and crazy. He got into the lane flailing around and, and sort of had nowhere to go. But again, finding ways to overcome games like that, because there were things to overcome in both of the first two games for the Warriors. Finding those ways to overcome those things, that's the sign of a pretty good basketball team. I think that's that's reason to be excited about these Warriors. It is reason to be excited. I want to get into some of this Steve Kerr sound. Let's just start at the top. So it sounds like Steve Kerr had fun tonight. After we took the early lead, I just thought they got into us and their physicality bothered us and led to a lot of those turnovers. And for us, you know, I love the way we responded. Second quarter was tough and, and we were down eight early fourth. I thought uh, our guys just really stuck with it. Draymond and Andre were amazing defensively. Steph Curry was just Steph Curry. You know, there's never been anybody like him. Those last two threes were ridiculous and then I think our fans had a big part in this win I the energy out there was incredible great basketball game great basketball game I mean that's really what happened here right like more than anything great basketball game what fun I'm so glad fun basketball is back the Warriors are good are they great I don't know we'll find out but they're definitely good and this was a blast Paul George made some incredible plays. Reggie Jackson hit a big shot or two. Damian Lee stepping up. And, of course, Steph Curry, the incredible one. And and Steve Kerr gave us a nice little, nice little monologue on the Steph Curry experience. Steve, when Steph is pulling those, those last two shots, do you just become like the rest of us or – is there still an impulse to you that is thinking like maybe like what are you do, why are you 
no, no, no. Yes. Is that, is that still there or is it gone? No, I never say no, no, no. I'm, I want him to shoot every time. Jamma came up to me after the game and he said, this, this may not be new to you guys, but you know, Decky and I were just talking and this is their first time with the Steph Curry experience and they were just blown away. And even though we've all been here watching it, I'm still blown away. There's never been anybody like him and not just the shooting range, but just the competitiveness and the guts and amazing, amazing player. He's amazing. He's an amazing player. Like, I, I, I truly consider it a gift that I was not just lucky enough to, you know, get this job at all, but to do this job in the place where Steph Curry does his job is, it's, it's pure joy. He had a conversation, I guess, with the TNT guys, and they were talking about this tonight, that like joy is a big part of his game and his motivation, and he feels like his bursts of spectacularness come from the joy that he plays with. And it makes sense. And, God, he just if, – if you don't find joy in watching Steph Curry play basketball, I'm sorry for you because it – it, it it truly moves me. I am moved by the performances of one Wardell, Stephen Curry. The the second, the third, the third. I think he's the third. That's a good spe- number. Thing, it is. It's the magic number, some would say. On the other hand, the the turnovers are a problem, and Steve Kerr talked about that as well. The turnovers were a killer. We had eight of them in the second quarter. Um, they started uh, switching and then blitzing and hitting Steph, and uh, we weren't getting the ball out cleanly like we did in L.A. the other night. And I didn't like our spacing, um, but I thought the Clippers had a lot to do with it. They were very physical. and Yeah, they were. In particular, they, they, they put Terrence Mann and Eric Bledsoe on Steph, and they just beat him to hell. Um, and that accounts for some of the turnovers, but Steve has given them a bit of a pass. Jordan Poole and Steph, like, at least half. I would say of the 13 turnovers they had combined, at least six, if not seven or eight of them, were just bad throwaways. Just launching it out of bounds. And, yeah, maybe a double team here or there, but those are passes you got to make. More often than not, you have to make them. And it's been more not than often for the Warriors in these first two games as far as making those passes. Like I said, Draymond cleaned that up a bit tonight, but it's going to be a work in progress game two of the season someone on the text line pointing out that as far as Wiggins and Draymond go you know Steve Kerr warned us Steve Kerr warned us that this might be a bit of a slow start for those guys and I think that's fair I mean you wish it wasn't but but fair enough it happens sometimes takes a little longer to get into perfect game shape I guess but I don't I don't know how long we're gonna give that to Draymond and Andrew Wiggins as an excuse and Wiggins wasn't terrible tonight he, he was fine he was fine in the first game I have a feeling just by the nature of what he does as a player by the nature of the fact that he just is not as natural a fit in a motion offense, he's more of an isolation guy, or at least that's what it seems like to me. I think his opportunity, we may see less opportunity for Wiggins this year. 
Jordan Poole is here to take some shots away. And, and I really expect Bielitsa and Porter to continue to be more and more involved as we move along. A little less Bielitsa tonight, but still pretty good. And especially good in the rebounding department. You know, I don't know that I appreciated his ability as a rebounder. And in general, for a team that's so small overall, that seems so outmatched from a rebounding perspective, for the second straight game, they beat a bigger team in rebounding. And listen, when Zubac is off the floor, which was most of the game tonight, there's nobody huge on the Clippers, but the Warriors killed him on the boards, 53-38. And that was something that Steve Kerr talked about as well. That's kind of business as usual for us. You know, we've been at the top of the league in assist for a long time. It's it's the way we play, uh, especially with Steph and Draymond being the, the focal point of our offense, their pick and roll game and Draymond's ability to pass. The ball moves quite a bit and, um, you know, we, we can get a lot better. We know that all those turnovers really hurt us tonight. They had seven, we had 21. It's tough to overcome that, you know, 14 extra possessions based on turnovers. You know, one of the interesting things early on is we've, suddenly turned into a great rebounding team. I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. You know, 53 to 38, we outboarded them. We beat the Lakers on the glass the other night. So those are good signs. Still very early and got a lot to sort through. A lot of stuff in that soundbite. But yeah, the rebounding advantage, he doesn't know how it happened. I don't totally understand it. Obviously, Steph Curry averaging 10 rebounds a game helps in that department. But if you just look up and down, and, and Tim and Tom were talking about this on their little post-game chat, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players finished with six rebounds or more. It's 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 a team effort. It's gang rebounding. That's what happened. I'll tell you, Steve. Uh, Steve Kershaw just talked to me after the game. You want to know how you became a good rebounding team? You got a bunch of guys to commit to crashing the boards. And I think you saw a lot of plays tonight where the ball got slapped around a bit under the basket, and the Warriors came away with it because there were three or four Warriors involved. That's that's going to be important, especially in the early going when you're still very small. Got a gang rebound, and, and that's been a real strength in these first two games, no doubt about it. A few minutes left to jump in if you'd like to on our Warrior postgame wrap-up. 888-957-9570 is the phone number. I also want to hear what Draymond Green had to say after the game. And, and let's just start with what I'm sure every single person got asked right at the beginning of their press availability today. How about that, Steph Curry? I think you're, for me, I'm always impressed. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very impressive thing. Thing that he's doing, but I'm not surprised, especially with Steph coming off a game like he came off of Tuesday. You got to know he's coming out firing, and you know you have too many too many off shooting nights. So definitely impressed, but not surprised at all. Uh, Reggie Miller made this point during the broadcast that like as soon as you heard Steph Curry say, "I played like trash" at the end of the Lakers game, you knew. He was coming out firing tonight. That That's not a man who, who lightly plays like trash, in his view. He's going to come out and have a good one. There's not, there's not enough off shooting nights for them to come two in a row. Draymond also had an awful lot to say about that turnover problem we've been talking about. 
I think down the stretch, we got stops. They were up 98-90, and, you know, we got stops on the defensive end and was able to push the pace and get back in the game. I think we may have took went on a 9-0 run, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that, to take that lead back. And so uh, that was that was great for us. And, and we stopped turning the ball over at that point. You know, we've talked about just getting a shot up at the rim. And, you know, that team has seven turnovers. And so uh, that's the difference in the game. You know, we shot the ball extremely well. I think for the most part, we defended pretty well. You know, 18 points off turnovers, that's tough to defend that. So uh, we can clean that up. And that's, you know, that's one of our focuses. And also... Defending without fouling. I'm not sure how many free throws they ended up with. 21. But we fouled a lot, and we were playing against a set defense all the time. And so, you know, if we can stop fouling and get out in transition like we were at the beginning of that game, although we were still fouling a little bit, they weren't costly fouls, and they weren't putting them on the line. But I think that, you know, that's something, two things that we can clean up. 21-7, to the turnover battle. Three times as many turnovers. Like, that's the biggest and easiest thing for me that this team needs to fix. And again, easiest to fix because in large part, they're coming from guys who are really good and shouldn't do that. (laughs) Steph Curry, the most notable one. Draymond, only one turnover tonight, but turned it over a lot on Tuesday. Jordan Poole with the seven tonight in just 25 minutes. I mean, that's terrible. And again, this is not breaking news, but that's stuff that hopefully they can clean up with relative ease. Jordan Poole, I don't think, has been a super high turnover guy over his short career. So it's just a matter of being a little calmer and more careful. And speaking of calm and careful, that's our guy, Andre Iguodala. And and Draymond will tell you, he just makes things work better. It's incredible to have him back. Uh, he just makes the right plays. And during the Olympics this summer, playing with Bam, you know, he was just talking about how easy Andre made the game for him when he was on the floor. And, you know, I think everyone who who's had the opportunity to play with Andre feel the same way. Uh, he makes the game really easy for guys around him. And, you know, it's great for us to have him back here. So, you know, he'll help us. Obviously, he's helped these first two games, but he'll help us a lot throughout the course of the season and, you know, hopefully he'll reach our goal. It, it it tells you what Andre means to this team and why he's been playing 20-plus minutes these first couple of games. And, you know, I I think this is a situation where sometimes it can be hard to see, even for those of us who know how good Andre is. But he just does so many little things on the floor that, like Draymond's saying, they make it easier for the guys around him. It's tough out there. The NBA is a tough game. And having a guy like Andre who's seen it all and also is, you know, the smartest guy in most rooms. And beyond that, just just kind of a basketball savant. He just he understands the game in his bones. He's just one of those dudes that gets it all, that sees the whole picture and always has. And I think, you know, having Andre around early in his career is a huge part of Draymond's development. So uh, I'm sure it's reassuring to have him back now. I'm sure it is. We got to get out of here in a minute, but uh, I do want to get one more thing in here. Because I think part of the reason Jordan Poole had a tough night is the Clippers gave him the Steph treatment, which is bang and bump and grab and hold and just make everything a million times harder. And in his presser, Draymond Green specifically talked about talking to Jordan Poole on how to handle that. Just told him to slow down. I think everything was kind of sped up. Uh, he was in a rush. And, you know, that, that team were very physical with him. Uh, and that's 
you know, that's cool. That's He's going to see more of that. You know, that's, you know, you're starting, you're playing the way he's been playing through the preseason in that first game. That's what teams are going to do. You're on the scouting report now. So uh, they're going to press up into your chest and make you make plays through the physicality. You know, I think he's done a good job for the most part tonight. I think he made some good plays as well. He struggled a little bit, and, you know, that's to be expected. You know, he's not going to have a great game every night. He's still kind of learning his role, uh, still kind of figuring out, learning how it is to play against first-team guys. Uh, when I say first-team, I mean starters. You know, and that's... That's the nature of this game we play. Learned experience for him. Great that he came in a win, but, you know, he'll be fine. I think he just needs to slow down a little bit. And once he do that, you know, and the game's kind of coming to him, he'll be fine. Jordan Poole is still just 22 years old, still very short on experience. And, and you know, really the second game ever where he is starting for a, a contending team. I, I think it's going to be totally fine, like Draymond says. But, yeah, these are these are the learning experiences he's going to encounter now that people are paying a little bit more attention. You know, tonight he's not part of the closing mix because D. Lee was having a great game, and look, it helped. D. Lee hit big shots. But I think more often than not, Jordan Poole is going to be part of the closing lineup, and he's going to mean a lot to this team. So you you learn from a bad night. You focus on the good stuff you did, and you move on. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to move on from Warriors postgame. Thanks to everyone for calling and listening. Always appreciate your patronage. Thanks to producer Sam Lubman and Sterling on the ones and twos in the studio. Yeah, man. And I'll be back tomorrow. Kolsky and Company starts at 6 o'clock. We're going to have some fun tomorrow night getting ready for a big sports weekend in the Bay. I'm Matt Kolsky. And that's it for Warriors Post. Talk to you later. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.